Hey friends, Monica Genta here, and I am super pumped that you are here for another Quick Tips episode. I invited my absolutely hilarious friend, Debbie Silver, to share two ideas on how we as teachers can give meaningful, valuable feedback that leads to lifelong learning for our kids. This is a super important topic that I don't think that we talk about in education enough. Yes, we instruct and we work so hard on that to provide lessons, but then do we have the secondary part to this, which is offering meaningful feedback so the kids know where to go from here. At the end of the episode, she drops a complete mind-blowing truth bomb that you have to stick around to hear. I'm I'm just, I'm really excited. You're gonna laugh, you're gonna love it. Let's get rolling. Only in our world is this normal. It's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. reference when we did the episode with Jack Berkmeyer we actually said that um, amongst some of us who work and speak together quite a bit that our number one goal is to try to not get Debbie Silver to cry so Debbie please don't cry on this episode <laughs> I'm feeling the tear oh man it's happening I'm so right honored to be here Oh, God, it's getting emotional. This is what the teacher vlog does to people. It just gets us really emotional because we love to come together and talk about hot topics in education. And I know that you are an expert today coming with two tips on how to make sure that we're giving really, really effective feedback in schools. So I know your first tip is about really what the purpose is. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, you know, this has been a learning experience for me, but what I finally decided is that the purpose of feedback is to help a kid actually get better and not to pump them up, not to fawn all over them, not to judge, not to rationalize, not to excuse. And, you know, in the beginning, because I am kind of effusive and I taught kids in poverty, so I was always pumping them up, you know, like, oh, that's so awesome. That is so great. You, you know, you're going to be on American Idol. You're going to be fantastic. And I thought that was helping. Mm-hmm. But what I've come to find out, that is so nonspecific and it doesn't give them any information. And it either leads to a sense of entitlement or they start feeling like um, they're helpless, like I'm not as good as she thinks. So like a kid comes to the edge of the pool and jumps off, you know, and and my first reaction is, wow, that was fantastic. You're going to be Michael Phelps. You were so <laughs> And what I didn't realize was that gives a kid no uh, impetus uh, to grow. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I love the applause. I love all the adoration. So when the kid's 35 and standing on the edge of the pool going, hey, y'all, <laughs> watch this. It's not that cool anymore. Right. Yeah. 
So what I figured out is, is that the purpose of feedback actually is to take myself out of the loop. Mm-hmm. And so when I, and I'm, you know, of the generation where everything was awesome, everything was, this is awesome, that's awesome. First, that's non-descriptive, mm-hmm. but also what we're generally saying is I approve. So at, at the very least, what we can say is um, that was a terrific way that you in explain what you're talking about. Yeah. Or I see that you're working really hard at this and not just, oh, you made uh, Miss Silver so happy or you just made my day because those really are about us and not about the learners. Mm-hmm. So they get the idea. And we have a lot of those kids in school that have the idea. My job is to please a teacher. Right. And so I've learned to take myself out of that loop and say, so, you know, what do you think? How do Mm -hmm. you feel about that? Which leads me to my next tip, which is this. And I'm going to say that through all of my research, I can tell you that we are united in this belief. And I totally got this wrong forever. But what researchers are telling us is that we never, ever give kids feedback over things for which they cannot control. Mm. So here's the news, Monica. You don't tell kids, oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're so gifted. Oh, you're so talented. Oh, you're so blessed. Because those are things kids cannot control. Not only does it demean the accomplishment, it also feeds into this uh, lack of empowerment. And I'm all on self-efficacy. Let's boost that in kids. So the way that we do that is we go right back to the things they can control, their efforts, their strategies. Like, wow, I saw your reaction when she said so-and-so. But, man, I could see the wheels turning. But you made a decision not to confront. That is so much better than saying, you were so cool. Yeah. I don't really know what you're talking about, but it takes a lot of practice because most of us were brought up with this. It's, yeah. It's like almost a habit at this point. Truly. I have to work with my grandkids. I was like, Oh, Charlotte, you're so mm, working so hard. Yeah. <laughs> but there are a lot of um, ideas out there. People are really, you know, this goes into growth mindset and sure. all that, but apart from all the theory, It's just common sense. If you want kids to do better, then you give them feedback. And people say, well, Deb, you're always talking about um, we could praise their strategies. We could praise their effort. And I'm I'm just I'm running out of things to praise. Then here's my advice. Stop praising. Just start listening and just love that. Yeah. They just want you to look at them and see it and go, wow. And when they say, yeah, but. I just made 79%. You're going, but you started with 58%. Yes. No, or they say, but I still failed. We say, but you failed better. There you go. (laughs) But I mean, seriously. For real though. Yeah. yeah, It's not in a sarcastic way, but just to say, but look how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And I really believe we've got to get kids to stop comparing themselves to each other. Yes. and, And understand, I need feedback. It's this deliberate optimism that uh, Anders Erickson talks about. But you need that critical feedback from that person that you trust. Mm-hmm. So you build that trust. So here's my two tips um, synthesized down. Is yeah. First of all, try to limit feedback to only things that help kids get better. Not to label, not to excuse, not to rational, not to fawn all over them. Um, and don't do too much because those little shy, introverted kids, it'll send them right back down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. That's It scares them. It overwhelms them. It took me a long time to figure out I was doing that. And the second thing is, is to really concentrate our, our, our feedback on what can this do to help the kid get better? What are they doing or able to do? Mm-hmm. Wow, you really put your effort in that. I'm so dumb. I can't ever do this right. Okay, help me understand where you're where you feel like you're not doing so well. Mm-hmm. And let's let's work through that. Let's start 
back here. But it's that scaffolding. All those things that we hear about in theory, it really works. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. You're so Debbie Silver's so famous. She gets phone calls during these episodes. It's Donald Trump. (laughs) He calls me constantly wanting my advice. And I'm like, Donald, I'm working with kids. You know, run the country. Oh, yes. So anyway. Yes. No, my most favorite thing there that you said is, like, sometimes we have to stop praising and start listening. Like, that is so, so important because you're absolutely right. I think it's, like, this habit that teachers, like, we want to be super encouraging but sometimes the best thing that we can do to encourage kids is get specific and then start listening and having yes. a conversation with them. Absolutely. And let them direct it. Yeah. Which took me forever to learn because I'm like you, I'm an extrovert and I'm a teacher. I want to fix everything. Right. And I, I'm like a little puppy, you know, I'm wagging my tail. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> but, you know, where do they go from there? Right. And then here's the idea is that oh, that's my job is to make her happy, to get her little tail to wag instead of, how did you feel about that? You know, that must be really incredible to know that you just improved by 20%. Yes. Man, so tell me how you did that. That's the reinforcement they need. You know, instead of, oh, I was just lucky or oh, I'm just guessing. No, you did something. Let's mm-hmm. figure it out because you're going to want to do that again. Yes. And then that's that empowerment that they take with them for life. It's They start listening to their voices instead of our voices. Mm-hmm. I like that for life, too, because to bring it full circle at the beginning of this talk, you talked about how sometimes we get these kids who are standing at the edge of the pool and they're adults and they're like, trying, like they they need that. They need where's that. Where's my trophy? Yes. Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Where's yeah. my trophy? Where's my praise? Mm-hmm. You know. Somebody look at me. Right. And that's okay. I mean, I'm totally that way. I wouldn't be on your vlog right now. (laughs) It's also about helping kids figure out, internalize that process. Yeah. That there are things I can control. There are things I cannot control. Yes. And as their adult advocates, that's the greatest gift we can give them is to go, okay, that's horrible. That's terrible. Your poverty, your trauma. That just sucks. Yeah. But what can you do? Mm-hmm. And let me help you. Let's let's talk about that. What are the things you could control about that? Yeah. And let's focus on that. Did you hear like the quote of the whole episode? I want to repeat it just in case you missed it. I want to emphasize it. Sometimes we have to stop talking and start listening. Isn't that the opposite of what we think feedback could be or should be, it's totally the flip. Like in order to truly get meaningful feedback and create that connection for lifelong learning, we sometimes have to say less and get the kids talking more. It is an independent journey sometimes for kids to have that feedback loop. Yes, we are a part of it, but what can we do to trigger that reflection in them? I freaking love it, I just love it. She is an incredible consultant, but also a great author. She has a book out that's called Fall Down Seven Times, Get Up Eight. You should definitely check it out. If you are looking for another good read on this lifelong learning and creating relationships with kids, I definitely recommend checking out my book called The Rooted Classroom. It is about building ridiculously strong relationships with students so we can see the fruits of education It is also about lifelong learning from a different lens, from the social-emotional learning lens. 
Guys, thanks so much for hearing these two quick tips. I can't wait for you to rock them in your classroom. If you want to leave a review or drop an instant message to me in Instagram or Twitter or Facebook on what you thought of the episode, I would love to hear from you. But in the meantime, enjoy living this teacher life.